What's up, everybody? You're on Money Moves, and I'm Michael Munsterman. Today's episode, Everything's Lost. I think one of the greatest fears that people fear whenever they think about starting their own company or taking risk or sometimes just change. They panic the unknown. Like they just, they allow internally themselves to just bubble and brew and, and like they just get tense and they allow their hearts to just race out of control. They get short of breath that you feel a tightness spread across your chest. Your belly feels uneasy, almost like you could get sick. Some people are this way when they're just thinking about changing jobs. You watch for little tell signs when you're talking to somebody in regards to change, or maybe you're talking to them about public speaking. Maybe you're talking, it doesn't matter. There are a lot of different conversations that this could be relevant inside of, but you watch them, they take a real quick deep breath. You watch their entire body tense up and they move on and, and they want to talk about something different. I was as a young person, like before I was 17 or 18, after my, my dad died, I just became a warrior. I was always concerned about, well, what if this, what if that, what if this, what, and, and I would run through all of these different hypothetical situations in my head and everything seemed like a big deal. There were some points that I, in my life that I didn't care about. I didn't care about um, getting good grades and I didn't care. I wasn't held to that expectation. I didn't care about um, being a, a phenomenal athlete. That wasn't something that had been triggered inside of me yet as far as health and wellness. It wasn't a conversation that I was interested in having. But being able to do the things that I wanted and sometimes being able to do whatever I wanted, regardless of the rules, would put me in a situation where I would feel extremely tense. Because I would, instead of worrying about, well, what happens if I get in trouble, I would get in trouble and then I would begin to worry. I, like I would do something wrong or something would break or I would, you know, I would, one time I, I hit a ball through a windshield of one of our cars and I thought, well, I can just play it off like it wasn't me. But just the anxiety that poured over me through that conversation was tremendous sneaking out as a young person of our house. We had this attic and in order to, the only way that I could think of to get out of the house without that bolt being heard throughout the house. Cause you know, when you're young, you think every single noise is going to wake everybody up and you're going to get totally busted. But the fact is, is that, um, it probably wouldn't have, but rather than worrying about that, about going down and having the stress of what happens if somebody hears me sneaking out the front door, I would climb through the attic and at the far end of our attic, like not thinking as a young person, you could fall through the ceiling and land in somebody's bed in the middle of the night. Uh, definitely get yourself busted that way. Um, but at the far end of the attic was a 12 by 16 grate, one of those attic grates to let the attic above our house breathe that I would pop off and climb in and out of, hop down onto the roof of of one of the porches and jump over to the roof of the cellar and down onto the cellar and over the fence and off I was to the races. Heart just flying a million beats a minute the entire time and this this became something that, that almost was an addiction to me, this anxiety feeling. And I would worry and I would stress and it was, ah, I didn't know how to take it and then I would hop back over the fence and get back in and 
and back up onto the roof and, and over to the porch and through the vent and put the vent back and then back through the attic and back into my room. A sigh of relief as I fell, fell off to sleep thinking, ha, I didn't get caught. It wasn't until getting a car that 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 exhilaration wasn't there anymore. I was allowed a later curfew. I was allowed to go and do. I was I was given more freedom than most because I played a long game inside of curfew. I my parents said, hey, we want you home at 11 o'clock. And so for the first 90, 120 days, I was always an hour, hour and a half early. And they quit giving me a time of what time they wanted me to be home. And that's exactly what I had planned for. But one night in particular, I recall my stepdad laying a hard line down. I want all you kids in by 11, period, dot, the end. Like that's, there were three teenagers and three cars in the household and like cheap little beaters, but they were cars and, and they were ours. And so um, I was, I, I headed off into the night thinking, oh, I'll be back by 11. It's not a problem at all. And, and I got tied up doing something. I don't remember what it was. And the anxiety that 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 rushed over me whenever I got into my car and I realized that it was 10:55. I was 25 minutes from home and there was absolutely no way I was going to make it back. And my stepdad had one of these interesting personalities. Sometimes he would be extremely physically aggressive and get in your face, slam you against a wall, grab you by the neck. Like you never knew which version. Sometimes he would be cool and you just didn't know. And, 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 but there was always like this, this seemed like a line that he just wouldn't cross. Like you would think sometimes, man, this guy's going to punch me in the face. But there was like this wall most of the time. And I was in the car and I was rushing back. And it just so happened that the little stretch of highway that I had to cover was the exact bridge that my dad had gotten killed on about 10 years prior. And as I was driving home, the windows down on my car, I'm looking up at the sky and the moon was so big. I'll never forget this moment. It was gorgeous. And light was just shining all around. And I, I felt like I could see, it was almost, it felt like it was day outside. The, the moon was so bright. And I knew I was in so much trouble and I was just quaking on the inside. I had no idea what kind of hell I might or might not be walking into. Because on the flip side, sometimes you would walk into the house and it would be like, boy, I told you. And that was it. Sometimes he would forget the own rules, the, the rules that him and my mother would arbitrarily set and they would be asleep in bed and, and it wouldn't even have even mattered. But just the anxiety of not knowing was just washing over me as I raced back towards my house. And as the moon poured over top of me that night, a single thought forever changed the way that I think. It forever altered the way that I perceive what you might call risk, what you might call anxiety, what you might, what you might allow to create stress in your heart. And this was the question. No matter what happens tonight, is it going to kill you? And I'll never forget just what that did for me, the amount of peace that filled me inside of that moment. And I thought, he's not going to kill me. Like he might take the car. I might get yelled at. If I keep my mouth shut, I probably won't find myself in some kind of a chokehold. 
take whatever verbal lashings I have and whatever groundment they give me and it won't matter. And I'll never forget that moment. I'll never forget. I was literally, I was on the opposite side of the highway that my dad was killed on the exact second I had that thought in my car heading back to my house. And when I got home and I walked through the door, my stepfather and my mother were fast asleep. There wasn't even a conversation. But that forever altered me. And this is something that I still use today and I'm sharing it with you because I think it's a a really interesting but yet powerful conversation that you need to have in your own mind. What are the things that are holding you back? What are you afraid of? What is it that you're truly scared of? You're not standing on the edge of a cliff looking at a 12-foot gap where someone's saying, hey, if you sprint and you jump and you make it, your life and your children's life and your spouse's wife, life will forever be better. But if you miss, you die. Make your choice. There are Tons and tons of people that would make that, that leap. They would attempt to make that leap. Having never in their entire life cleared a 10 or 12 foot gap like that, they would still attempt it. But most people, a majority of people would walk up to the edge of the cliff and they would look down and they would think, who can't do that? And they would turn and walk away. They would, they would accept, accept mediocrity. They wouldn't walk away and they wouldn't train and they wouldn't build their legs and they wouldn't work on their jumping. They would just accept that I'll never in my entire life be able to clear 12 feet. And so for the rest of my life, I'm just going to stay here where I'm safe and where I'm comfortable and where I'm okay. And I'm going to accept this as the fate, the hand that I was dealt, that I was given. They're not going to think about, wait, is there a loophole? Is there a way that I can navigate across that gap that allows me to win but maybe is outside of the box, outside of the rules that's expected or that's been laid out for me. Is there a hack? Is there a mentor? Is there somebody that I could grab that I could, that I could say, Hey, I, this is what I want to do. I know that you've done it before. Would you talk me through best practices? Is there something that I can do to edge myself to the front of the pack? Is there something that I can do to give me a greater chance of success than failure? And you see the differences in what I just described is if you miss, you die. But in the game of entrepreneurship, in the game of altering your life, in the game of a side hustle, in the game of using the internet, we're alive in a time that is better than anybody in the history of ever to leverage the masses and forever change your life. And you're scared of what? What is it that's holding you back? What is it that's stopping you from sprinting and and hitting that edge and leaping with all your might? Because in so many ways, it's like Mario. It's like any, pick your poison, whatever your favorite video game you've ever played, Fortnite right now is hot, right? Like whatever it is, if you don't hit, you get a reset. You don't lose your life. You don't die. Could it create 24, 36 really tough months? Sure. But why do you have to wait that long? 
what are the rules that says that, hey, if you attempt a business and it doesn't work, you don't get traction, that you can't try something new a week later. It doesn't work. It doesn't get traction, but you try something new a couple weeks later. Maybe you try a dozen different things and they all just flop. And you look in the mirror and think, this isn't for me, at least for right now. And you take an entire 90 days off, three months off, and you go over and you get a job and you play it safe and you pay your bills, you get caught up from the risk that you took. And then you try again, because I promise that every single time that you make an attempt, you learn something that you didn't know. You build those muscles. You get a different viewpoint, vantage point of the playing field. You get a little higher up the mountain every single time until those first six, seven, eight steps become easy. In a 24-hour period, I can create a company. I can create a logo. I can build a website. I can architect the entire visual aspect of my digital presence that's Social media pages, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook. I can I can put the message out there that those things are in place. I can begin marketing in the next 24 hours and within 72 hours have a customer go from never having heard of me to being presented with something that I'm offering to them. 72 hours. Less than $500. If I create something that's based off of a knowledge point, I literally could sell a digital product that doesn't require any inventory. I create it one time and I sell it a thousand times. If it's off of my knowledge base, it's something that I can coach and help somebody on. Maybe, maybe it's a service that I'm offering. Maybe I've got some tools in my garage and I just think I'm going to be a plumber part-time to help create a little extra income. I throw together a website. I get on the Missouri um, I get on the Missouri State site, I create a little LLC, I jump over into Fiverr and I have a logo designed, or if you really even wanna go farther than that, go to a website called Invito and you get on there and you pick one, then you go over to Fiverr and say, hey, I like the looks of this, so I just need it tweaked a little bit for me. And for under $50, maybe under $100, you have a logo designed specifically for you, business cards designed specifically for you, letterhead designed specifically for you, and, and then you create a site. And there are so many, they're called WYSIWYGs, what you see is what you get websites that will support whatever this hustle is, whatever this business is, whatever this idea is, and you test the market. Literally within 21 days, if your idea was garbage, the market will tell you, hey, your idea sucked. You put it out there and you got no response. But sometimes you put an idea out there and the market just fiends over it. It's like throwing fish food into the middle of already feeding fish in a small pond. If you've ever seen that happen, the water just erupts and they can't get what you're throwing out quick enough. And you might be 25 or 30 different tries before you do it. But the good news is, is that the first 24, 25, 26, 27, 28, 29 time, 29 tries, you were given an extra life. You learn something new every single time. You got more proficient at the first few steps every single time and they never took your life. You can literally architect any future you want and the penalty's not death. What are you afraid of? 
then it doesn't have to be to get rich. That's kind of like, it's so frustrating to think whenever I talk to people, I've had people pull me aside and they want to have conversation with me. And there are two, there, there seem to be like these two very polar, not, not everybody falls into the polar ends, but the two polar ends are a condescending smart ass look at me thinking, oh, you're, you're, you're faking it or, or you're pretending to be something you're not. And, and then on the complete other side is this wild look of you're so brave and crazy and resilient. And I, and there's this admiration and, 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 and neither one of those could be farther from the truth. The fact is, is that I just believe that I'm better suited to share where I believe I can add value and where I'm interested in being to the marketplace. I enjoy what I'm doing and I think that there's value to be given. I think whatever it is that I'm putting out there is making the world just a little bit better place. And I know that if it's a flop, then I was wrong, but I don't die. I don't have to have anxiety. I don't have to have fear. I don't have to have regret when things fail because look at like I've had huge failures. We built out in little Brookfield, Missouri, the most beautiful restaurant that anybody will ever build in that community ever again in the history of ever over a half a million dollars spend on a town of 5,000 people. It was ridiculous. It was one of the most ignorant decisions I've ever made in business ever because I like it was a passion project I wanted to do it for that community and the fallout of that decision was miserable staffing that business was miserable the pay, the people that came in who we were trying our very best to do the very best that we could well, I wasn't a, a, a restaurateur like I didn't truly know what I was doing but we hired a, a crazy expensive chefs and we we paid them tons of money to move to this small little community and the chefs and my management team and myself we took a brow beating from the community because their expectation was the best but they wanted our prices to compete with McDonald's and and there was no there was no gray area and there were some like really wonderful people that supported the business but overall it just it was doomed from the beginning before I ever opened the door and I couldn't see it but I learned so many lessons every dollar that I lost I did sell the company I exited and I and I landed safely I didn't lose any money on the exit but I I lost 2 years of my life where we were in there my wife on mother's day was in like a beautiful dress and heels in the kitchen washing dishes. And the entire time that we were in the business, the only thing we ever paid ourselves was we didn't charge ourselves for food. Like it was a miserable fail. But here's the thing. All of that time was an education in so many things. I understand that industry so much better. I see where I could have like, and after 120 days of being inside of the walls, I, I could see clearly what I should have done. Hindsight's 2020. But the cool thing about that, and you hear that, and I hate it when people say that without understanding the true value of the saying, hindsight might be 2020, but you get a pair of spectacles that you can put on later. If I ever looked at the restaurant industry again, I could put those on. Because why? What? Why would you do that, Michael? You failed in the restaurant. You just said you're not you're you're not a restaurateur. Well, I'm not. 
but I recognize what I did wrong. I recognize what I could have done differently. And now I'm not afraid of the waters. Like I've jumped in that before and I didn't drown. And I, and I had no idea how to swim in those waters at all. I did get it handed to me and I barely got out, but that's because I, I built a, a 240 seat restaurant in a town of a, a population of 5,000 people. Like that just wasn't very good math on my part. Trying to be something that I hadn't earned the right to be yet. I had never worked in a restaurant. I had never served in a restaurant. I had never managed a restaurant. I just thought, yeah, business is business. Cost of goods is cost of goods. There, there's a product. There's a service. There's a gap. I'm going to fill the gap. I'm going to run at it. But you know what would have been really, really smart on my part? To spend ten or fifteen or twenty thousand dollars to say to somebody, "Hey, I'm standing at the edge of this this little cliff here, and I'm and and, and I want to jump. Uh, can you give me some pointers?" What they would have said to me, literally, it's a f funny. I'm going to interrupt that point. My attorney, who I like, I used as an advisor in almost every business decision I ever made, except for this one. I didn't even tell him about it. And he came over, and he was, and I I saw him. I walked up. I go, "Robert, how are you, man?" I shook his hand, and he goes, "He goes, why did you not ask my opinion of this industry?" Like I had only been open for a few weeks and I said, well, I, I, I don't really know. He goes, because I would have advised you. This was a terrible idea. And just sitting in here, like you've got some really great things happening, but man, you've got an uphill battle. And we talked a, a week later on the phone and, and he, the, the things that he pointed out were the exact fail points of the restaurant. I knew what they were. He was absolutely right. But my point to all this was, is I didn't die. And, and the lessons that I extracted from the experience are valuable. I wouldn't go back and do it any differently because I needed those lessons. And I guess what I'm saying to you is I don't want you to sit in a place where you're fearful. And it doesn't have to be a conversation just exclusively about money. It doesn't have to be a conversation exclusively about being an entrepreneur. It doesn't have to be a conversation. It never does. There's something in your world right now that you want to do that you're scared to do. And my challenge to you is just do it. Because unless that is jump out of an airplane without a parachute, you're not going to die. So you might as well see what living's truly like. Grab onto the best version of your life and just take the leap. Savvy? As always, I just want to thank everybody for taking the time to listen to Money Moves with Michael Munsterman. And if this is your first time of listening to the show, hey, just subscribe, follow, like, share, go, go through the moves. It helps us to like, just get the word out and get this message out that, you know, ultimately our goal is to grab on the people as they are going through life as an entrepreneur, as an entrepreneur, or hopefully getting in, in front of the eyes and ears of, of young people who someday want to own their own hustle, do their own thing. So just... In anything you can do that way is super helpful to us here. And then finally, just a couple other things. Be sure to follow me on Instagram. It's at MJ Munsterman. And Facebook is, is uh, like if you search Michael Munsterman, it pops right up. We're on YouTube as well. And then the final thing is if you're interested in a more in-depth like mentorship where you can work or at least feel like you're working directly with me, getting the hacks and the secrets and the things that I believe 
every single entrepreneur, whether you currently have a business, whether you have multiple businesses, whether you're doing 100,000 a year or 10 million a year, things and principles that, I, that I've used to make hundreds and millions of dollars in total sales across multiple companies, then check out M4Nation, that's M, the number four nation, dot michaelmunsterman.com. Check it out and, and there's an opportunity there to get um, in on our coursework. It's, it's 35 plus videos of, of content specifically for this conversation. It's over 20 hours of information. Then we've got a 150 page workbook there that like is a real introspective look into yourself to help give you a good compassing and anchor at where you are and show you how to, how to navigate the course to where you want to go, what you want to accomplish and who you want to be. Thanks so much again for listening and we'll see you tomorrow.